Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and we're not doing just one movie this week. We're picking our Oscar nominations for 2023. But before we get into all that, we got a little, a little housekeeping to do. We're Seen It Before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S C E N E, It Beforecast. And on Twitter with the handle SW underscore pod. Now, we have a special guest today who is probably the biggest movie buff I think I've ever met in my life, honestly. Um, more, more so than you, Danny. And you're pretty, wow. pretty big probably. movie buff. Yeah. Cameron. That's a lot of pressure. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. This yeah, is great. Round no. number three. Yeah, and we've all been talking about it at work and everything and how we have all spreadsheet. Is that your own spreadsheet or is that the work spreadsheet? I actually found this online from the Letterboxd community. It's a okay. little okay. ballot that I've got printed up. Of course. I've made lots boxed. of notes. Yeah, you got <laughs> All right, all right. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so we got a lot to cover here. So let's get right into it. All right. So the 2023 Oscars are just a little over a week away at this point. So, we have some to go over, honestly. Eight of them, to be precise. But first, let's start with Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, we all have our picks for these. Um, let's do the nominations first. Danny, who are the nominations for Best Adapted Screenplay? Uh, I don't have the, uh, the writers. I just have the movies. Oh, that's okay. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top... Wait. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick and Women Talking. Okay. I, that's, see, it's weird to me that Top Gun Maverick is an adapted screenplay, but, I mean, that's, that's yeah. just me. Same thing um, with Glass Onion. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what's that adapted it's, from? It's, it's oh. weird. I, I don't know. Maybe just whatever. Anyway, Ron. Yeah. What was your pick for this movie? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going with Women Talking. Okay. Um, uh, it's adapted from a book based on a true story. Um, Sarah Polly is, uh, actually did a very good job writing it. I've, I've read that screenplay. The only two I'm, I'm in the process of reading the Fablemans and a uh, Top Gun Maverick has not been published yet. Um, my women talking is my pick. The Writers Guild of America, their awards are going to be on Saturday, March 5th. So we do have some time <laughs> and you know, sometimes they kind of line up the guild awards kind of line up with the Oscars. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say women talking just because it is uh, kind of a message forward and, it, and it's a good message too. It's a very powerful story. Um, I, I honestly do like that Top Gun Maverick is nominated because I think that's one of the reasons why the movie works so well is because of the writing. It's because of those emotional beats, the characterization of Rooster and whatnot. And then Tom Cruise's charisma adds that special sauce and makes the movie work. Um, I don't want Tom Cruise's special sauce. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front was really powerful. Great war movie. Uh, Glass Onion is very enjoyable. Um Living also uh, is beautiful. It's adapted from Akiru, which is a Japanese uh, film by Akira Kurosawa, which is phenomenal. I have yet to watch the movie, but the screenplay was quite good. I don't know what you guys think. Okay. Yeah. For for my pick, honestly, I think I had a little bit of a hard time with this one, but you were talking a lot at work about All Quiet's screenplay. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. I'm just like, you know, the writing is really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do want to pick All Quiet on the Western Front yeah. just because of how it's laid out. And I don't like war movies. You both know this. I mm-hmm. can despise them. But this one, for some reason, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it drew me in. Yeah, I got comfortable with the characters and it just it just stuck with me. Yeah. 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 Danny, what do we think? Um, 
Mm. I don't know. So I since picking, I picked these a while ago. Yeah. Um. So I ended up picking glass onion. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you know it. It when you're writing a mystery, it's kind of all in the writing. A lot of it is you have to think of the ink in in. in Eccentricities. What was that word? Yeah, you got it. Eccentricities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Words. <laughs> so you got to think of like all like the ins and outs and like how everything connects. And I think um, that that's that's a great great thing to do when it comes to writing. And Glass Onion obviously does that very well. But then I'm thinking, even in the podcast that we we did, um, I picked out a lot of plot holes. Like a lot mm. of things that are mm. kind of wrong with it. You know, true. And it's, true. You know, it took off maybe a bit more than it could chew. So. Um, and I, I must've picked these before, before that podcast. So I really got to think about it. So I'm going to change my answer. I think I'm going to do all quiet on the Western front because I thought that was a very tight emotional story. Wow. Anyway. Great pairing. (laughs) 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 I got to be sure to edit that later, but yeah, all quiet on the Western front. Cool. Awesome. Awesome guys. Mm -hmm. All right. To the next category, best original screenplay. Uh, Danny, what were the categories or the, the nominations? Uh, the Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ron. Yeah. So we've got four winners right here and Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> I want to see the movie. I've yeah. heard it's actually not bad. It's not bad. It's the menu, but on a boat. That's what I heard, right? Literally. literally. It's the menu on a boat with more vomit. And, lo- and it's lost. And lost. Yeah, yeah, a little bit it's of lost. It's the menu mixed with lost. <laughs> it sounds like right up Danny's alley, honestly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's fine. Um, Banshees is my pick because okay. Mark McDonough has some good uh, will with um, the Academy with three billboards outside of Missouri, a movie I don't yeah. really like. I don't know. Do, do you guys like billboards? I liked it. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Why yeah. didn't you like it? I don't know. I mean, looking back on it, it just seemed a little easy. I don't know. I, I Once again, I haven't seen it since 2017 when it came out. No, so. I get it. It's, a, it's it a bit of an easy, like it's kind of, it kind of writes itself. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. It's Oscar bait. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and, absolutely. And, and Banshees is not Oscar bait in my opinion. It's, it's a lovely, lovely movie, which I know, uh, I just saw Dan it has recently. different thoughts on. I, I just saw it recently. Well, okay. So I watched it about a month ago, about 40 minutes of it. Couldn't mm. get into it mm. at all. Mm-hmm. Just gave it another shot about it last week. Yeah. And it's, it's all right. It's, it's nothing spectacular. It just mm. can't, it didn't grab me. It, it hasn't grabbed me. And it's, yeah. Danny, have you seen it? Banshees? Yeah. No. No, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's on my list. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's literally on my HBO Max like watch list. Mm-hmm. I've been binging Succession lately, and then Ooh. I just got back into Attack on Titan, so it's like, nice. oh. You gotta be in the right state of mind for this movie, I yes. would say. Yes. It's, I keep calling it a dark comedy. And when yeah. my, my, my parents watched it last week and they said, Cameron, is something wrong with you? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad and existential, mm-hmm. but there's, there, there's some humor to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's my pick just for the, the sharpness of the writing, the character development. I find those characters very interesting because they're not very stereotypical or very binary. Yes. Brendan Gleeson does a great job in this movie. I am... He is the one shining spot in this movie for me, mm-hmm. and that's the saving grace for that yeah. made it almost bearable mm-hmm. to me. Um, and then also my personal pick is the Fablements because I, I will continue to <laughs> sing the praises of the Fablements. <laughs> Tar is also awesome. So um, is well. So I understand, like, because it's Spielberg. Yeah. Did he write the screenplay too, or so he co-wrote it with Tony Kushner? 
Okay. Who's written written with him in the past. He did um Lincoln in twenty twelve. Maybe he worked on West Side Story with him. Okay. Not hundred percent sure. But yeah. I have so I haven't seen Fablemans. I was like I was you know, SOL when I when I found out about it and I'm yeah. just like, Oh, it's already out. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't out very so. long in theaters. No, 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 they bungled the release. Yeah. It was really bad. Especially locally, like the theater that was playing it, it was like two days before the movie started. They're like, Oh, here are the showtimes. And I was like, What? Oh jeez. I scrambled to see it, but um yeah. you know, you can see it at Regal. Uh, the week before the Oscars, they're doing all the best pictures. I, I am seeing it right before, so I, I haven't seen the Fablemans yet. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the Fablemans, Elvis, or um, Tar mm-hmm. yet. So some of these picks, I'm not going to have picks for. Yeah, that's fine. So, mm-hmm. And that leads me into mine. Yes. I don't have a pick for best um, mm. original screenplay. Mm-hmm. But out of the ones I've seen... It's probably going to be everything everywhere. Yeah. But I want to leave it open for Fablemans because you talk a big game for this movie. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, it everything everywhere. It's just there's nothing wrong with this movie. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with it. I will sing and praise this movie all day long. It's the best movie I've seen in years. Yeah. I'd say it's a bit loud at certain points. <laughs> all right. It's not as loud as Tenet. <laughs> yeah, but like, 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 like it, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like I the, just the mean, different chapters, is yeah. like jump scare, like, like yeah. Duh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the only real criticism I have for that. What's yours, Danny? Uh, everything, everywhere. Uh, oh, two for two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have seen. You know, I have seen Tar. Oh, that's also on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Tar, I think is definitely more of a performance piece, which mm. may or may not be when we get to that. <laughs> And uh, so everything everywhere, I think it takes a lot of creativity to even think of like that concept. Like, mm-hmm. well, like what? If, like first of all, like you're already you're already you know doing like an impossible task. Like let's make a very good multiverse movie. Yeah, because we've seen it multiple and, times. It's not, and that's not the main thing. Yeah, and we've that we said like it before. About. It's the multiverse of madness we should have gotten. Yeah. Mm. So, and then yeah. they have their own creative rules, like from scratch. They have their own sense of humor, where there's just out there. And, you know things with the emotional beats, and they taught themselves special in. effects for this movie. Yeah, they did them all themselves. It's ridiculous yeah. how much heart went into this movie. Mm-hmm. Like every piece of their souls went into this movie, and it it's, yeah. it shows. Mm-hmm. It's just the right mix. Because I saw Swiss Army Man and didn't like it. I'm like, this is too. I still weird, haven't man. seen it. I, like, really I do not watch like it. this. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like yeah, it's like the beta version of this movie. Yeah, but yeah, like outlandish, weird shit going on with genuinely emotionally hitting with philosophical mm-hmm. thing. It's, it's like I don't wrapped all in, in, in a screenplay. I think that, you know, yeah. So. And I'm sure this is not the last time we're going to sing and praise everything everywhere on yeah, this, no, this episode. This episode is basically just be us sucking their dicks. <laughs> the yeah, pretty time, much. So. Honestly. <laughs> all right. Our next uh, category is best supporting actress. Danny, if you would do the honors, best supporting actress, Angela Bassett for Wakanda forever. Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Sue for, I'm going to say, I hope that's her name, yes, Everything yes, Everywhere All at Once. <clears throat> Quite honestly, I'm not blown away by this category. Um, I think they're all very good. They're not great in my opinion. I'm saying Angela Bassett because she's been tearing it up. She's been, I, I, I don't know if, well, I think Carrie Condon has taken some of the British awards the baftas um i think you know jamie lee and stephanie they're great um hong chow i thought she was good in the whale but i think it's angela bassett and i haven't even seen black panther but 
I'm sorry, I don't have a lot to add. To this <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, please, man. you guys um, take it away. My pick for this one. So, it, this is a hard category. This one, I think, is going to be one of the tightest races, be, just because like there's no standout standout performances. If any, it is probably Angela Bassett. She's not my pick because mm. Stephanie Sue blew me away mm. in Everything Everywhere. She killed it. Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is an icon, but I don't think she's the one that stole the show in this movie. I think it's Stephanie Sue for Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, again, I'm going to change my answer. Oh, uh, really? Did, I did pick Angela Bassett <laughs> um, because, but when I thought about it, she really only has one really powerful scene mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, like, like it's in the trailers, like my whole family has died, you know, <laughs> like that is like, genuinely like for marvel acting mm. top tier yeah but you know um more subtle performances i think get overlooked mm. and hong chow i think would be my pick for that for the no. whale yeah because there's like there's multiple scenes like you can see the uh, granted the screenplay helps her out mm. where like she they write this really strange situation where like like i won't try i'll try not to spoil it but at one point charlie the Brendan Fraser starts choking on pizza or whatever. Meatball. Yeah. Um, meatball sub. And, um, you know, so she, like, does, like, it's like her, her, like, performance, like, figuring out, oh, he's choking. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a regular occurrence. So she's kind of, like, not caring at first. And then she's, like, you know, panic mode, you know, you know, pushes him, you know. Uh, Heimlich? Yeah, Heimlich. She has to get in there. Yeah, well, she has to, like, literally punch him and yeah. shit. Sofa-assisted so Heimlich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and then he, you know, you know, stops choking, and then she's like, fuck you, man, for making me do that. Like, I care about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can see, like, this, like, kind of switch go back in her um, where she's like, you want another meatball sub? She's like, because she knows that, like, this is just how it is. He's not going to stop. And, like, for her to portray that, and, like, that's just a microcosm of what she does in the movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of, like, caring, not caring, and then, you know, defeat, just understanding this is the way it is. And... You know, I think it's really hard for an actor, an actor to like really get through to that. You know, it's not as, it's not as flashy as you know as Angela Bassett, which I think she might win this. But um, you know, uh, sympathy vote for Hong Chow. She definitely has the votes in her corner. I think. I think. I I really like your pick for Hong Chow though because she doesn't get enough credit for this movie. And also to think, this is Cook Poo. Cook from, Poo from, from How, how I, I Met Your mother. mother. This is like here, like that little that uh, girl. You know, how far she's come. Yeah, right. How far she's come. <laughs> oh, just fantastic. Um, all right. Supporting actor, Danny. Uh, okay. Uh, Brennan Gleason for The Banshees of Inishirin. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. Barry Cogan for The Banshees of Inishirin. And Ki Hoi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. All right, Ron. Yeah. Kind of stacked. This <laughs> yes. one is a stacked category. That's what I was going to say. This is a, a phenomenal uh, list of supporting actors. Um, just going right down the list. Brendan Gleeson, as uh, Mr. Walker said, phenomenal. Brian Tyree Henry, it's kind of a uh, wrong time, right person, because he's phenomenal in the If Beale Street Could Talk. Just oh, okay. freaking mind-blowing, and he should have been nominated for that. Um, instead, he's nominated for so another... It's a, it's a makeup one, you think? I, that's kind of a makeup one, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Kind of like how the Leonardo DiCaprio thing was, because he should yeah. have won for Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, God. Yeah. But Revenant was okay. It was, it was fine. Good, yeah. He grunted yeah. enough. He's <laughs> grunting the whole time. And for once, it wasn't a stacked category for him yes. that year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but he's also very good in Causeway. I really liked it. I watched I, it earlier this week. I love Brian Tyree Henry. And Paper I Boy. haven't seen Causeway yet. <laughs> haven't seen it yet, but I want to. Yeah. And I just, just got to find a way to watch it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Apple. He's also great. Apple TV. He's right. great in Atlanta, too. I mean, oh my you know. God. Yeah. And also, he kind of saved um, Eternals for me a little bit. You know, yeah. he was like my favorite part of that. Yeah. I don't so. even remember him in the movie. He's the, um, he's the one that they really publicized, like the gay kiss. He's the. <gasps> oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Judd Hirsch comes in like a freaking Tasmanian devil in the Fablelands. He's phenomenal. Um, he's one of multiple very good supporting performances that uh, could have been nominated. And um, he's he's honestly my second pick when it comes to it because okay, I'm also thinking back to when Mark Rylance won for Bridge of Spies, like that older actor who's finally getting his due and whatnot. That's how I'm kind of predicting it to maybe happen. I don't know. That's one of my verses. Barry Kogan, I love him in Banshees. I think he's really sad. and I, I've heard the exact opposite. I know. Everybody hates him. Hates yeah, 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 yeah. And I think and it's just a personal preference in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, you know, the Batman as well. So he's the <laughs> Joker. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the, the primary pick. It's, it's key. It's it, just like Angela Bassett, he's been barnstorming, and I think he's going to continue to storm, and I think it'll be a beautiful acceptance speech when he gets up there. So that's your pick? Yeah, and I'm looking forward to him winning. All right. As I did talk up um, Brendan Gleeson earlier, mm-hmm. yeah, Brendan Gleeson's fantastic in the movie. Um, then Judd Hirsch, I'm excited. You keep doing the Fableman's thing, and I'm getting more and more excited for this movie. <laughs> I can't wait for and you to be disappointed. I can't wait to be really disappointed because <laughs> what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, no, Kei Kwan, he is 100% going to win this. And if he doesn't, we riot. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I'll mark it down on my calendar. We're going to riot on the live stream? Yeah. We're going to walk in bed like if, if Daryl dies. We're yep, <laughs> if Daryl dies, we riot. Yep. Danny? Uh, I'm going to – I – I haven't seen any of the other movies other than Everything Everywhere, so I'm gonna have to go with you know. So, and there's a lot of like um, emotional baggage when it comes to him picking uh, picking him because it's like he was sidelined for years, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is like his homecoming party, so it almost feels right. Kind of to... like Brendan Fraser, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, based on just my lack of knowledge with the other movies and that fact, um, I mean, he also he in the movie he played like what 20 different versions of himself yeah so well that, that's mm. pretty good range you mm-hmm. ask me so mm-hmm. it's true yeah that's so true. i'm gonna have to go with that one Perfect. all right all right we are in consensus yes we that is the first oh, one we we're all in consensus yeah, okay good. and it might be the only time might be <laughs> all right moving on to best actress mm-hmm. danny take it away we have kate blanchett for tar anna de armas for blonde Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie. It might be Andrea. Um, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. Ron. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Kate. I think uh, she's freaking phenomenal. The Academy loves her. I think she won for Blue Jasmine back in 13 or 14. Um, I, I just, a true commanding of the screen. And I think she's. A small part of why the movie works, in my opinion, but it's a very important I part. I mean, that she's the only big part of the movie. Dude, right, right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Michelle Yeoh would be my other pick. Yeah. But I'm leading with Kate, and uh, Michelle would be a very nice surprise. I've not seen Blonde. I haven't seen Two Leslie. 
Um, I don't think Two Leslie is a real movie, in my opinion. I think it's made <laughs> just for controversy. <laughs> um, and and um, once again, Michelle Williams just phenomenal as uh, kind of like a Jenna Rollins on Woman Under the Influence. This sad woman who's kind of troubled in some way, but just such a beautiful soul. And I think Michelle Williams does a phenomenal job. But for me, um, it would be the other Michelle. I, I would not be surprised if Ms. Yo came up on stage. Mrs. All right. Well, we don't know. <laughs> I, I have seen Blonde. Yeah. Um, Ana de Armas is she is good in it. The movie is trash. Mm, but I heard. The, yeah. yeah it's, very insulting to it's her. Very insulting yeah. to Marilyn Monroe. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> we're gonna go off of that for a second. <laughs> um, I agree. Michelle Yeoh is definitely. Very, she, as Danny said, you got to portray so many different versions of yourself and make mm-hmm. them each different and distinct. And that is a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And especially in a movie that's getting so much critical praise and audience praise, too. So she definitely has a good shot at winning. I haven't seen Tar yet, mm-hmm. but I could, I, again, everybody's talking up her to be the winner for Kate Blanchett to be the winner. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a pick for this one because I haven't seen Tar yet. Okay, fair enough. So it's either it's either one of those two for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I'm gonna go Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. based only on the fact that like I was totally with her, like her because if you if you watch the whole movie, she's definitely the villain. <laughs> like, after you start like processing what's happening, like oh, spoiler alert, because she gets canceled and it's all about her rebuilding <laughs> her life and stuff. Um, yeah, I was totally with her. I'm like, what? She's she's a perfectly fine person. And then, uh, and then I'm like, wait, oh, she did do that thing. That oh, that's really bad too. So it's like, yeah, her performance like fooling me, like, yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the sign of a good actor, you know. And I think um, she even learned how to like conduct orchestras and whatnot. And she even conducted some of the pieces. I, I've got the soundtrack on vinyl, and um, the soundtrack is conducted by her. Oh, that's but really cool. There, I think there are a couple pieces that are conducted by the composer. Um, she did like a sub in or whatever. She subbed, <laughs> tapped out. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. So that was a hard piece. Up. I don't know. <laughs> it's a different time signature. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> conducting works. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody does. Uh, yeah, that was one of the props you might have brought in. But maybe maybe for the actual live stream, we'll uh, have you, you bring go. that in for a little prop. Yeah, we'll, we'll have put it in the background somewhere. Yeah, 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 we'll figure it out. All right. Moving on to best actor. Mm-hmm. Big category. Um, Danny. Give us I find it. I can't. It's it's to the top, the very top. Oh, the very top. Okay. <laughs> top. Best actor, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. Um, I'm going with Austin Butler because um, the Oscars can be quite boring sometimes. <laughs> and Austin Butler looked like the guy. And they always get mind blown about that. What? Even if you, makeup exists. <laughs> even if you lip sync to Bohemian Rhapsody, yep. they will give you an Oscar. You know, you so you're going like there. what you think will happen, not like your actual pick? Yes. Because <laughs> I think sometimes um I don't know. I mean, it's fun to talk about the Oscars and I love talking about it, especially with you guys, but sometimes the Oscars can be pretty boring and unsurprising. And I think Austin Butler would be the safest choice for mm. best actor. Um, I do think Brendan Fraser does have the public support. And I think the people in the industry love him enough to vote for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the old crusty white guys care enough. So we'll see. Um, 
Well, yeah, Elvis was their dude in the back in the day too. Exactly. <laughs> like, I remember seeing Elvis, oh, Mr. Presley. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also have two other phenomenal lead performances. Colin Farrell is great as this Porrick, as the self-processed good guy, but debatable, debatable. Um, and I think <laughs> Paul Mescal is freaking mind blowing. I'm so happy that After Sun has some nomination because that movie's really special. Um, it's another just classic A24 joint. Um, Living, I have yet to see, um, but I, I'm looking forward to that performance. But mm. for me, I'm saying Austin Butler. Okay. Okay. I have not seen Elvis yet, mm-hmm. so You're well. uh, I'm I'm jealous of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's the movie I'm going to see the closest to the live stream. So, <laughs> good. Yeah, that's not the greatest thing in the world, but here we are. Um, so I my pick is Brendan Fraser because yeah. you know if he doesn't win, we all riot just like supporting actor. So I agree with that um, one more. <laughs> <laughs> but Austin Butler, I definitely could see winning, as Ron pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the other ones, <laughs> they're all right. I, I haven't seen, I've only seen Banshees, so I've only seen three of the five. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say on this one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Brendan Fraser all the way. Mm. Uh, I've never, I haven't been genuinely moved in a theater in some time uh, because uh, of that. Uh, everything man. everywhere? No, not really. He hit me more. Mm. He yeah. hit me more? Okay. Good. Bro, I was holding back tears, bro. Yeah. It was mm. hard. Bro. <laughs> uh, bro. Yeah. Um, so that's my that's my actual pick. I agree with you. Elvis will probably get it because oh, he looks like the guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like Rami Malek, he did good. It was yeah. it was a good performance, but it's like, I mean, Taron Egerton, the same the same Come year, on. oh, way better. Like it's astronomically better. Yeah, Bohemian <laughs> <laughs> Rhapsody is the stupidest movie to get nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. It won best editing, right? And then like yes, a YouTuber yes. just came out and just like this is how bad this just this one scene is. Like it's just cut, 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 cut. Yeah. Awful. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, um Brendan Fraser the was, Whale. Wasn't it Sam Mendes that directed that though? No. No, it wasn't. Brian it Singer was, Brian was Singer. originally and then he got booted because he got, you know, yeah, cancelled yeah. and stuff. But and then it was, was uh, and then Dexter Fletcher stepped in to kind of polish it up. The guy who did Rocket Man. Yeah, the, he's like, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just kind of a mismatch that just did not <laughs> go yeah. well. I will, I, uh, I will say I do like how they replicated the Live Aid concert. Yeah, that's great. they did a and, good job with it for sure. And I think I got the digital copy for like five bucks on iTunes or something, and they have the full Live Aid performance recreated, and that was cool. Yeah. And then yeah. the rest of the movie happens. And you're like, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was like, that's not how that happened. Why is it going so fast? Wait, why are we slowing down here? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was a mess. <laughs> but, so to give Elvis, I listen. Putting aside his political uh, stance and like where he is in the music industry, I thought it was a. I thought it was a pretty good movie. The yeah. way it was put together, and if you know, setting aside the actual real life guy. Uh, I thought I thought you know Austin Butler did a great job, yeah. um, and you know the it but it's more of like it's more of like it's a generic like getting screwed over music industry movie just with a little pizzazz you know mm-hmm. here and there so it's it's not like nothing groundbreaking yeah no. it's it's no weird the Al Yankovic story yeah that's like <laughs> that, that one is a completely gr- different it was direction. great Whoa. <laughs> which did win a uh, producers guild award. Last mm, night, interesting. At the time we're taping, it won uh, for like best uh, a TV movie or something because you know it just went to streaming. But um, yeah, yeah. So ah. Weird Al does have an award. Weird Al, baby. Weird Al. Daniel Radcliffe, man. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. All right. So moving on to best director, 
Danny, give us those nominees. We have Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, which is the other Daniel, <laughs> for Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. All right. Ron? Yeah. Um, for me, I actually think Martin McDonough's directing is pretty subpar for Banshees. I think the screenplay is what really makes the story work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying Daniels because they've just been, you know, collecting them. They've got a whole nother room in their house probably just for the awards that they've been getting for directing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that story is told is just what makes it so memorable. Spielberg, is he just flexes for two and a half hours on the Fablemans and you're like, come on, God. <laughs> Like, this is why so you're in the Mount Rushmore. You're God. up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed. No, no, no. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it more when it's the best picture. Um, and Todd Field, I also think, directs Tar very well because to quote the film, time is the thing. And the way that he paces out the movie is really interesting to me because you, you expect Tar to be one thing, but it also operates on, there's a great article in the Cinemascope magazine where it operates on this very literal level of this person whose life falls apart. But there's this weird metaphysical undercurrent talking about how you have to open yourself to the past and how you know what sometimes the past is ugly and it's your job to accept the past because it might just ruin you. And I think... All of that stuff is done incredibly well, and especially his attention to detail, talking about the creative process and whatnot as a recovering music nerd. Um, just recovering? Recovering. recovering. I don't think he's recovering. recovering. <laughs> no, I, I am not. And it was terrible. Tar is part of my relapse. Um, and, um, and Babylon. And Babylon. And uh, Ruben Ostland, I don't know what he did in directing for Triangle of Sadness. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I'm coming down really hard on Triangle of Sadness. Well, I saw one trailer for it. It looked bad, and then I just didn't want to see it. And then luckily, yeah. I just didn't. I never. I literally never saw it in like the like the reserve your ticket spot. So like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. it's just one of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your pick was the Daniels. Daniels. All right. Yeah. Um, well, the biggest job as a director is to get you into the movie and the pacing. So it's just the, it's the Daniels. They get you into the movie. Pacing is so well done throughout the movie. The rock scene, amazing. <laughs> um, like, the butt plugs. Like, dude, dude, just come on. Like, where do you come up with this shit? Like, it's amazing. And <laughs> just... <laughs> Let's can't. not forget, these are the guys who directed the Turn Down for What music video. Yes, yes. That was... And they will now have an Oscar. Fucking insane. It's crazy. <laughs> and they've come so far. I mean, they will have an Oscar. Like, they're going to get one, one award. At if least. they don't get like, any, we just burn down yeah, everything. We, yeah, L- honestly, I'd be done everywhere, with all, all at, at once. once. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, what was yours, Danny? <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty much what Dan said. It's, it's how do you think of that shit? You made a cohesive movie out of what other and, uh, like other yeah. people would just like. It's like this is dog and to shit. direct like, it so <laughs> well too. Like it's just <laughs> they made it's a genuinely moving movie out of the most dumb shit I've ever yeah. seen on a movie. It's a very <laughs> Millennial movie, yes, <laughs> and it's yeah. amazing. It's like, well, yeah. like, how did like the writers' room like happen? Like, or like when they're like, okay, what if we got like you know we got this fight scene, and then to get one of his superpowers to learn martial martial arts, he puts a butt plug in. Like, <laughs> that's definitely the Daniels. That that is probably their thinking. It's like we have to have this scene. Uh, like, gotta have this scene in particular. Like, what if we have Jamie Lee Curtis with a post-it note stapled to her head, <laughs> um, jumping down a, a staircase, about to fucking pile drive Michelle Yeoh? Like. <laughs> 
crazy. Makes yeah. sense. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Um, moving on to best picture. Danny, all those nominees. All time give you. Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So Got a lot here. Right now, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I still need to see Quiet, so that's the only one I can't really say enough about. Um, I think it's going to be one of those nights where everything everywhere, it's going to be like Parasite. It's this, this crowd-pleasing genre film that has something going on behind under the hood and um i think the movie's just gonna barnstorm that's not to say that i think everything ever is as good as parasite i think parasite's untouchable Fair point. um and then of course um the fablemans um it's 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 a it's, it's a movie that does so much and it's two and a half hour runtime um, it's the best movie i saw last year i, Wait, I it's like two it. and a half hours it's two and a half hours oh fuck i know i know um <laughs> And and you know what I'm sorry, but I do oh, like Tar is two forty too, isn't it? Yeah, Tar is two forty. That's a that's a chunky movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the the Fablemans. It's just mind blowing how it's an origin story for one of the greatest filmmakers alive. It's a movie about his family. Um, it's about the complex relationship we have between the moving image and the way we see the world as obsessive people. Um, and it's just just incredible. Um, uh, and you know what? I, I say, even as a third choice, I wouldn't be surprised if Top Gun Maverick surprises us. I'll be quite honest. Um, because I think it's kind of, because no. Steven Spielberg said during the Oscar luncheon, he said, Tom Cruise, you saved Hollywood's ass. And I think there's a lot of goodwill there. I don't, I, you know what? I don't know if it's going to translate into votes. I think, I think it's the movie where, because from what I understand how the Oscars are is that people rank their ballot. And then sometimes if more people get just twos, while a lot of people get ones and a lot of people get fives, that might add up. So I honestly don't know if Top Gun Maverick kind of sneaks in there as kind of just a safe bet. Well, <laughs> and, by sa- and by saving the movie industry, you mean like not so many special effects? Financially. All- Oh, financially. Yeah, financially. Because mm. it was like the biggest, like one of the big welcome back movies. Got it. In my opinion. Um, yeah, those are the three that I really see winning. I think it's awesome that Tar is up there. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saying everything everywhere. That's my pick. Yeah. All right. Well, I haven't seen three of these. Or a lot more than three of these. I haven't seen Women Talking. I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen Tar, uh, Tar, Fablemans, Elvis. I haven't seen a lot of these, but I'm going to see three of those before we get this. So my answer may change at that time because Fabe Menzies, you've been talking that up. Um, let's see. Oh God, I, 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 I gotta go with my gut. Avatar. I gotta go with my gut. Did you say Avatar? Oh, <laughs> did I say? That? <laughs> Anyways, I please. What did I say? I say everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Um, just because you know it's, it, it's the best movie I've seen in years. Mm. It, like full on, like put together movie mm-hmm. it, it's so many ranges of emotions in it and it's so terrifically done mm-hmm. i'm gonna say avatar the way of water james cameron is just the most genius you know thank Let's you give a round of applause for avatar 
Tar. <laughs> he's just like, I don't want to. <laughs> no. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> he's a visionary genius, a visionary. guys. Incredible. He made uh, the only director to have three movies over 1.5 billion. Exactly. Uh. Just like how McDonald's is the best restaurant ever because it's so popular. Exactly. Yeah. Counting your chickens before they hatch. You're jinxing this and he's going to win now. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I genuinely think he's so good. He's the best. No, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, ah. Uh, I've been sucking everything everywhere all, all at once is dick this entire podcast. Just just take it. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> it's definitely between that and all quiet. Um mm. I haven't seen like a like really all quiet, really. Yeah. Um you know, what well, yeah, I said that was for best adapted screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Um when it comes to me, my preferences for a movie, this is like, these are just my picks. I'm not saying yeah. that what will happen. Um, you can't really be anything without a without a really concrete script, and um, you know that's what I'll call it on the Western Front. I think is the most solid script out of all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then adding to the cinematography, the directing, the um, you know the performances, you know, like and like the heartbreak at the end. I don't mm. want to give anything away, but um, yeah, so it's definitely like neck and neck. Um, I think. What will happen is everything everywhere will win um, just because of the momentum from getting, oh, yeah. you know, I think they're going to get a lot of, you know, just kind of snowballs, just like um, Lord of the Rings did. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think my pick is all quiet. You know, that's what I kind of want to win. Okay. I, I like it. Yeah. I, think I, I like you going against the grain here. Yeah. But you're wrong. Oh. I probably am wrong. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's um, fine. Yeah. All right. Well. Those are our big eight that I think we're going to be following for the most part in our live stream. Um, obviously, we are going to follow every category. And I want to talk about some of the tightest races that we're probably going to see mm. in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So for me, the ones we've already talked about, mm-hmm. supporting actress, that one's going to be tight. Yeah. That one's going to be real tight because no one really stands out too much over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and director is also going to be very tight. Um, I think it's going to mostly come down to Spielberg, Todd Field, and the Daniels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And that's, they're all very, especially Everything Everywhere and Fableman's, uh, what everyone's saying, they're very close. They're yeah. neck and neck they're at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones we haven't talked about, I want you to do the nominees in some of these. So, costume design. Go to that one first. Mm. Let's see what we got. I think that one's going to be uh, Everything Everywhere all at once. Are you kidding me? Keep going. Read them. We got, oh, we got Babylon. We got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We got Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Mm-hmm. I think it's Everything Everywhere. Have you seen how many different unique costumes? Yeah, Dan, did you see the movie? or <laughs> Have you seen I, yeah. Wakanda Forever and all the costumes they did in that? Yeah, but it's... Dude. Dude. At the warehouse of costumes <laughs> this woman had as the costume designer. Holy shit, man. Like, she pulled assets from everywhere she could have, and... That's right. like, it's crazy. Mm. I mean, nothing against everything everywhere, but no. they're going to win a lot of s- stuff. Yeah. But I think Black Panther, I think Marvel's going to get their first Oscar and it's going to be for costume design. They won for effects yeah. in 2018. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black one of their, they've won one quite of, a few times. Shit. Shish. <laughs> okay. Maybe not the first Oscar. They won movie. for Thanos. Like <laughs> First, that isn't visual effects. <laughs> but it actually, is. I'm sorry, Dan, but... Um, I, I'm actually going to say Black Panther because it's Ruthie Carter who won the Oscar for costume design in Black Panther. Um, 
And she's a phenomenal. That's her name. Yeah, that's her name, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruthie Carter, she's a phenomenal costume designer. She's worked a lot with Spike Lee. The Malcolm X costumes, especially, are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Dolomite is my name. She did the costumes for that. Oh, cool. Banging costumes. And then, um, yeah, I don't know, because she was the first African American person to win an Oscar for costume design, and maybe she's going to become a two timer. I don't know. That's my personal pick just because of the legacy. But But everything everywhere is. Exactly. I just neck and neck. Like, like, that's the whole when I think best costume design, I kind of think more flashy. That's yeah. like everything's everything everywhere is a whole thing. Like they're like, we have flashy costumes. Mm-hmm. Look at all this crazy shit. Yeah, we're Stephanie doing. Sue had a lot of flashy costumes for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. But I mean uh, and Black Panther had it to a degree, like when Angela Blast is like, you know, very classy, like they you know, dresses and, and stuff. They like pulled that. from different cultures too. Like mm-hmm. they they but, did such a good job. But yeah. I gotta knock it. The um what what are they called the the Dormelage or the the night wings things? Oh the uh, the the midnight angels. Yeah, that's a terrible design. Are you kidding me? Like, it's it, in the comics, man. It's pretty accurate to the comics. It looks like a blue predator, but it's <laughs> pretty accurate to the comics. Okay, so then it's not creative then because somebody else thought of it. Right? I'm I'm not I'm really not I'm you not, are I'm knocking not, it, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to knock her like what like original costumes. Those are really good, but yeah. like it's it's a horrible design in my opinion for that okay. one. So that's why I'm saying like. You know, everything everywhere, if, if it looks weird and off base, that's it kind of meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it has a little bit of protection there. And so this is why it's going to be a tight race because we're going to be arguing about this shit for there a while. There you go. Good. Um, another one. Best score. <laughs> yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fable Ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Babylon just because it's like the Damien Chazelle and Justin Hurwitz, if nothing else, they know music. So, you know, yeah, yeah I'm I mean, also gonna. I, I kind of agree with that, but I think All Quiet might have a chance to sneak in there too. Mm. Um, and then there's also, uh, I mean, they're just doing the thing for a lot, but like, I don't know if that's the score, if that's just sound, sound design, but whatever, it's basically mixed into the score. So, <laughs> um, is that uh, what were the others again? So, those two, uh, Fablemans, Fablemans, and Banshees, Banshees, Banshees everything, everything. Yeah. I don't really remember too much about everything. everything. I, it just mixed with the mood very well. So that was, it's very possible. Yeah. I don't think it's going to win. I think mm-hmm. it's going to come down to all quiet. Well, and um, I don't know. That well, one. that, that one bit with um, the chapters and everything where it was like, boom, I know I complained about uh, it earlier. <laughs> that was memorable. You know, yeah. it was pretty good. True. True. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to, uh, someone's going to have to nudge me. Because I keep skipping Fablemans again. Uh, uh, John Williams, it's it just like yeah, that? yeah. It's a John oh, Williams it's score. John Williams. Okay, it's okay. just a banger. Um, <laughs> also, there was a movie called Nope that came out last year, and right. that score is bonkers. I don't really remember. it. I love with the that score. with the the uh, key. It's key, right? That's the guy, right? Uh, Michael Michael Abelman's. Yeah, right. That's it. Abel's. Abel's. Michael, Abel's. Michael Fableman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that score is absurd, especially um, when uh, OJ does the run and it gets like all quick and whatnot. It looks yeah. like a, it sounds like an old timey Western score. I love mm. the music there, but um, no, I'm, I'm saying Babylon because it's the most score. It's the most score. The most <laughs> score. All right. So that might not be as close, but mm-hmm. it's still a lot to think about for that yes. category. No, last um, year was a really good year for m- music for movies and related to score. Sound. Mm. Oh, they have okay. mixed the sound mixing and editing this year. They combined them into one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. What read those sound nominees off? Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. 
Top Gun, The Batman, and All Quiet, all bangers with sound. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want Batman to win something. I yeah. want them to win something. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to win. I think it's probably mm. going to be All Quiet. Yeah, All Quiet, like the... The, the, I guess the caca or the what's the word? You got a cacophony, cacophonous like firestorm you're getting into just in a, in a trench warfare mm-hmm. scene, like that just has its own thing in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make it like like um the Kingsman, remember that remember that trench warfare scene? Like that was very good sound design. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. this just comes naturally with with like a, a trench warfare scene, mm-hmm. and the whole movie's that very you true. Know? And going from like you know super, you know. Super loud explosions, deafening, quiet. Um, you know, like they did the Saving Private Riot thing where they, you know, have everybody go deaf for a little bit. Uh, the tinnitus, yes. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, <laughs> but then even the quieter scenes. You like, I remember like when they're when they're um, getting bread or stealing like a goat from one of the yeah. the nearby people. You hear you hear very subtly like what happens in the background, mm. so you kind of can see, can hear what's about to happen. Yeah. You know, so it, like they're very. Put a lot of thought into you know, and also like the wood, in the, in the woods and crackling. I'm going on and on, but and, yeah. And, and then for the Batman, you got that whole scene where the Batmobile fires up. Oh. The way that is done, the car chase, oh, and man. even just Batman just walking out of the shadows, man. Like the, they yep. hit it so mm. on the head. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, uh, there was a movie called Nope that came out last year, and the entire design <laughs> of yeah, because there's a really good video essay by Thomas Flight about the sound design of Nope, where um, when the uh, ship flies over their head, yeah, um, they mix together crowd screaming in pain and screaming in pleasure. It's true, and that ties right into the theme of the movie about, yeah. like you know, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I know, the, yeah, I know. That. so <laughs> I know. I, I'm blanking on the words, but um, so that would be my perk. But I would say Top Gun Maverick, just because it sounds cool when yeah. those planes go flying around. It's very fun. It's it's banger. Like we all have sort of different answers. I mean, me and yeah. you have the same answer, but okay. I I'm really rooting for the Batman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. also Top Gun Maverick could could take it too because it's like mm-hmm. um uh, I know specifically one scene where like. They're like Hangman and Rooster. I think they're just hanging out, and they're like, "Yeah, he's not. Where did he go? He's not. He's not even like on our tail or anything." And then you just see Maverick school right in between them, and <laughs> like that, that like whoosh, like you know, like I could feel like the rumbling yeah, and stuff. So, dude, very good sound design there. And I hate to say it, but don't discount Avatar because the sound design team does like yeah. sci-fi mm-hmm. movies. I think Last Jedi won for sound. Couple of other sci-fi movies. I think so. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi actually won an Oscar. I didn't even remember I so. that. Suicide Squad won. Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did. Suicide not the, Squad. Not the Suicide Squad has more suicide Oscars squad. than the Suicide Squad, <laughs> yes. which is not right. That's ridiculous. Opinion. I mean, I gotta do. I do gotta give it to him that that Killer Croc makeup was fucking great. Yeah, it was pretty good. But like, it's like they put all their budget into that and not a screenplay or a director. <laughs> yeah, that that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like, are I, you geriatric or something? <laughs> yes. Yes. One I think we should be talking about a little bit is uh, the best original song. Mm. Right. What you got in there? Read those um, nominees. We have applause by or in Tell It Like a Woman. We have Hold My Hand in Top Gun Maverick. We have Lift Me Up by Rihanna. Mm. I think in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yes. With Not to Not to with R R R. And this is a life in everything, everywhere, all at once. Bro, mm-hmm. it's triple R. See, it's Not to Not to. Yeah, I haven't heard it. It's awesome. You gotta hear it. It's really? a banger. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna hear it on the way. 
Uh, Wait, Danny, have you not seen RRR? I haven't. I haven't Dan seen that. Seen I only RRR. I only watched it. I only watched the music because that's all it's nominated for. I only oh, watched. The music. <laughs> it's three hours long, dude. I'm not gonna I waste know, my it's time. Three with hours, it. and it's gonna melt away. This is what I, this is why I always tell my buddies: watch the first 45 minutes at least, and then if you don't like it, you're turn 45 it off. minutes. I watched like- <laughs> I watched 40 of Banshees, and yes. I couldn't get into it. I still I couldn't get into it. I know, so. but RR is a different movie than Banshees. I know. I heard. It's, I know. I heard it's like really good. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta find time to watch it. I, yeah. yeah, but no, not to not to. It's not only just a banger of a song; it's also worked in the movie very well, in my opinion. If it doesn't win, though, yeah. probably lift me up, Rihanna. Yeah. See, I was gonna say, uh, hold my hand. Really, really, hey, Lady Gaga. Well, you know what? I'm gonna even mix it up even more. I'm saying this is the life as my secondary pick. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> they played over the credits of everything everywhere. Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay. I, I'm only picking it because David Byrne sings in it, and I love okay. David Byrne. Okay. I love the Talking Heads. If you had the, the if you put the themes of Top Gun Maverick and the feeling of Top Gun Maverick into a song, that's what it would sound like. Mm. Like I thought it was just like I was like hyped leaving the theater. I'm like, yeah, just saw an old fashioned Hollywood movie <laughs> about fucking fighter jets and yeah. Tom Cruise and like I'm like, yeah. So, you know, but yeah, uh, not too not to. I got to listen to that one too because I guess that's the, the, the takeaway from the this. one to listen to for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, any more you want to talk about, Danny? Or not really, because they're kind of. Well, one I just wanted to mention was, sure. uh, well, actually, we well a couple. We didn't mention uh, cinematography, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty, uh, pretty set to be all quiet on the Western Front. Exactly. Right? That's why I didn't mention some of these because they're pretty set. Um, yeah. The ones that that's why. Maybe the other one would be Elvis, because just those like. Um, Read the nominees. We got uh, all quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of the handful of tr- of a handful of truths. Mm-hmm. Okay, never heard of that one. Uh, yeah. Elvis, mm-hmm. Empire of Light, and Tar. Mm-hmm. Um, Tar kind of has like one kind of like tint to the whole movie, so I'm, I don't really get it's that very one. muted. Yeah, it's, it's not very November. Yeah, November yeah. vibes. Yeah, clouds <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I don't you know, think I have like, a pick for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have a pick on there for that one for cinematography? No. Yeah, I didn't think so because I haven't seen Elvis yet. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Tar yet. Elvis, um, I think is it. They, it does a decent enough job, but All Quiet is like yeah. just the pure amount of looks to the movie, just right there. Mm. I mean, you have the trench warfare. You have like the pristine, like you know, uh, as a contrast to the trench warfare, the dirty muckiness, and mm. then you have like the very classy like ballrooms that you know the the generals are having yeah. a conversation for the ceasefire and stuff, and it's very clean, very. You know, very. Uh, I forgot the word surgical. I don't know. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Man. So, but the the contrast there is great. Mm-hmm. Plus, the where the movie starts, it's also very warm and happy before they actually get into the war, and then it's a whole thing. So, yeah, That's, very vi- visual storytelling to the max on that. Yeah, we've been talking about all quiet a lot. I think all quiet's got a good chance to sweep a lot of these categories. Kind of a dark horse. I think it's a, a second second yeah. most nominations this year. I think behind everything makes sense. I think that makes sense. That's a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have any dog in this fight, but best animated feature film, we have yeah. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Sna- Shell, fuck, yeah. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, <laughs> and The Sea Beast and Turning Red. Okay. Two, or uh, yeah, three very, very like, you know, heavy hitters yeah. in this. We have Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. uh, Puss in Boots, in DreamWorks, and then we have Disney with Turning Red, yeah. or Pixar. Mm-hmm. Is it Pixar? Dude, Marcel the Shell, dude. That one's got a, li- a good chance. Not gonna lie, yes. I haven't yeah. seen it. I love, but it's got a good chance. <laughs> it's very creative in how it obviously. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got four heavy hitters there. It just the trailer did not 
appeal to me in any way. Me neither. It's, so. it's very cutesy. Yeah. And for like, better or worse. Like, for me, it's for better. Sep's really into Bluey right now. And I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, it's just a dad hanging out with his two kids in Australia, like in their cats or dogs or whatever. I don't know. Okay. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. It's way too cutesy. And like, there's no real, like, you know, it's like a very basic, like we learned a lesson today. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. good for you. Turn off. I'd say, I'd say if you like Wes Anderson, you might like, uh, yeah, it's definitely, Marcel. yeah, definitely those you know, it's got, got a little bit of a, See, everything. I've heard My, fucking like, like. So very much surprised with Puss in Boots. Like the like they didn't have to go that hard. Apparently, I know. I so. haven't seen yeah. it yet. I thought it was good. Okay. I don't know. I, I wasn't mind blown by it. It was just like a good movie. Oh yeah. I, I think, I, yeah. It, it's Pinocchio. For me, it's yeah. Pinocchio. I've only seen forty five minutes of it. Yeah, but it's Pinocchio. I I, I, <laughs> I love Pinocchio. I think it's really beautiful. Um, but I mean, you know, Del Toro's buddy buddy with the uh, Oscars and yep, right exactly. so because he's yep. a very talented man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all all things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, everything else is kind of like I haven't seen it or it's very much a takeaway for this one thing. And then mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Or it's basically spoken for it's going to be the only one that wins the category. Yeah. I mean, uh, ju- if I could just highlight two categories. Sure. Documentary feature. More people need to see All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. That movie's phenomenal. It should become become a Hulu because it's a neon picture. Um, Navalny's also quite good. It's on HBO. Those are the documentary features. The other three are good. Um, and then when it comes to international feature film, EO, uh, a coworker of ours, loves EO. I also very much like it. I still need to see Close, but it's all quiet for that category. Yes, yeah, it's, it's got to be all quiet. Yeah. I mean, that's the big heavy hitter there, and I think it's it's going to win. Yeah. 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 That's what I got. Yeah, that's that's all we got for this one. Uh, we got a live stream in about uh, a little over a week at this point. Um, so thank you so much for watching. We're Cena4. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Cena Beforecast. That's S-C-E-N-E, it beforecast. And on Twitter with the handle, handle, SMB underscore pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass. My letterbox is serialized at DJ Wass or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. Run! Camera. Yeah, find me on Twitter at Cam Kircher for more sarcastic opinions about movies. <laughs> and on Letterbox at Cam Kircher for less sarcastic, more earnest thoughts about movies. More earnest. All right. Um, but yeah. Ron, thanks again for coming in. Um, it's we're gonna see you very soon for this Oscars live stream, which you're going to be directing for us. I'm looking forward so, to it. Yeah, we're gonna have to get you on that uh, our little our little switcher here. Yeah. Um, if we get our internet up to speed, that is, we're we're yeah. trying to figure that you out. You kept saying like, "Oh, our live stream." Like, it's not. Gonna it be might live. happen. It, we it, don't know. It might. If not, it'll be up either later that night or it'll be up the next morning. Yeah. So we will have it out within 12 hours of the Oscars being done. Um. But yeah, in the meantime, though, the next installment of the Rocky franchise, Creed 3, coming at you next week. And yeah, it's been an honor as usual. We'll see you next time. Ah.